Hello and welcome to a new episode of Chipping Away, where your hosts Akash and Durga take you on journeys of South Asia, its history, culture, archaeology, anthropology, and everything in between. This episode, the first of many, is part of a series that we have titled as Elementals. In this series, we will be looking at various elements: fire, earth, water, and many more, and their role in shaping our culture and civilization. On today's episode, we'll be looking at fire. What was the role of fire in making us human? How did fire make our culture and civilization as we know it today? And we are dependent on the elements in nature far more than we give credit for. The current world scenario has showed us decisively as how interdependent humans, nature, and all the elements are. And if we take a look back at fire and its role in the development of humanity, or the evolution, or all the processes that have led to modernity, we cannot overlook what fire has given us more than we tending fire. Right from the production of a safety pin to an aeroplane, we are dependent on fire and heat energy in various shapes and forms. May it be welding various parts together, or disinfecting something, or other daily processes. such as cooking and nourishment that's true and this use of fire has led to humans being a force of nature but where and when was the earliest recorded use of fire currently the earliest dates that we have about a million years and older come from a whole series of different cave sites in southern africa so in these sites there is evidence of charcoal and other evidences of fire use which possibly might indicate humans used fire in these spaces moving forward in time about 800000 years ago at a site called gesher benet yakob or chibiwai for short in israel there is evidence of small stone chips as well as nuts that show that they've been burnt because of fire the way these have been organized imply that they were possibly around a fire pit however as the fire pits themselves are not preserved we wouldn't know that for sure the earliest fire pits that we know of come from various cave sites in portugal spain france and hungary dated to around 400000 years ago at these sites an example of which is terra amata there is fire pits and hearths and also ash resulting from continuous use of these fire pits and hearths for cooking and going forward various sites in south asia and across the world demonstrate controlled use of fire may it be in the form of hearths fire pits or some implements and artifacts with charred appearance there are various examples from the harappan and chalcolithic context from south asia at the sites such as rakhigadi kalibangan or other sites which have preserved material culture in the form of hearths and fire pits which seem to be purposely made or lined with mortar and bricks for the use of controlled fire for cooking for heating purposes and possibly for protection also from various sites such as these they also have kilns which used fire to make pottery to smelt metal beat copper zinc iron later on so we can see that fire while important for subsistence like for cooking various resources was also directly important for development of technology and material culture and if we look at fire just in the context of food and food production and treatment of food or cooking we have lot of axes to talk about may it be making the food tasty by cooking or breaking down proteins and lipids in it fit for human consumption 
or converting some of the toxins from food and making it palatable for the human gut we see the involvement of fire in all steps of food production and consumption and if we explore the relationship of humans and controlled fire with food and food habits we have a lot to explore in the prehistoric historic and even modern contexts that's true fire led to a lot of food resources being accessible to humans for example various plant and plant organs produce toxins that would be dangerous for us by using fire we could get rid of these toxins and access these resources moreover we could also access various kinds of nuts and seeds as well as tubers by the use of fire moreover using fire we could cook meat and kill various bugs and viruses and parasites that were in these meats making it less deadly for consumption so by using fire not only could we make various resources safer for consumption but also access a broader array of food resources for us doing this helped ease the burden of the digestive system thus the human body could devote more resources to the development of the brain the brain and the gut are two of the most important systems that fight for nutrition therefore by outsourcing one element to fire and cooking we could concentrate on the other so basically there is a reason why the stomach is the way to the mind and not just actual food consumption but practices that led to food production and effective use of food resource management actually had the involvement of fire as a tool to sort of domesticate the wilderness and the natural habitat so from times immemorial we see the evidence of techniques such as slash and burn for agriculture where with the use of fire or controlled fire you would burn a piece of land which is to be converted for cultivation or taken under cultivation there are also some references in the mythology of south asia such as the burning of khandava forest by the pandava brothers of mahabharata fame who burn the portion of khandava forest near indraprastha so as to bring it under cultivation so lot of trees are burned with it some of the wildlife also gets killed and then there are repercussions and discussions in the text so that is something that we are not concerned with as of now but the fact that fire was used for converting a non arable land and bringing it under cultivation shows the use of fire as a tool for land management and resource management fire thus became an important tool for domesticating the landscape another example of this comes from the neolithic of southern india in various neolithic sites such as sanganakallu in modern day karnataka we find what is known as ash mounds these mounds of ash are the result of burning heaps and heaps of cow dung some people believe that this was just a utilitarian aspect of trying to get rid of the waste that is the result of cattle keeping so because they are rearing a lot of cattle which produce a lot of cow dung you needed a safe way to get rid of this and you burnt it in this we find evidences of bones that were consumed uh, broken pieces of pottery and other broken elements but some people believe that this could be a ritualistic gathering where groups of people from all over the place to celebrate this they used to pile up the cow dung and burn it so we see how fire not only has a utilitarian aspect but also possibly a ritualistic connotation and speaking of rituals fire and the role of rituals in south asia goes hand in hand for decades generations i think no epochs back fire in various forms such as an eternally burning lamp 
or a fire pit or a sacrificial altar that accepts various forms of sacrifices and oblations have been some of the types of fire associated with ritualistic importance and ritual performances in South Asia. There are also specific communities in diaspora in South Asia who venerate fire as their principal deity and most of the ritual performances are around controlled use of fire. If we go back to the Vedic period, the importance of fire sacrifices is paramount in connecting the world of humans and the world of the deities. Agni, or a form of fire, was associated as a messenger between the humanly realm and the realm of the deities or the Devalo. And this ritualistic connection served some utilitarian functions around fire for the civilization in Vedic period and later on. Even to this day, in some cases, some sites in South Asia are interpreted to be associated with Vedic sacrifice or some fire pits are interpreted to be the sites where such sacrifices were performed. These sacrifices mainly took the form of igniting a central fire altar in which ghee or clarified butter and other forms of sacrifices were given to the gods for prosperity and betterment of the humans. And it's not just at Vedic times that fire and fire worship was important. Even modern day communities such as the Parsis hold fire and fire worship as a very important element of their cultural being. Fire also serves as the funerary ritual for millions of people all over the world in the form of cremations. At the end of the day, fire here serves as a messenger to liberate the soul from the body. And here we see a utilitarian side of use of fire where fire as purifying and consuming the body and carrying it to the world of the gods or the heavenly realm. Beyond the ritualistic and symbolic importance of fire, fire has also impacted and influenced the artistic side of human life. May it be in the Chalcolithic or Harappan period to the modern period or the postmodern period, the involvement of fire in artistic production cannot be overlooked. We can actually say that fire is conspicuous by not being apparent in some of the forms of artistic production in South Asia and beyond. Take for example the Chola bronzes that were produced in South India or especially which gained Philip under the Chola rule. The lost wax method of creating these Chola bronzes involved systematic and controlled use of fire, heating, smelting processes to produce exquisite bronzes that still captured an artistic for the modern population today. Moving beyond metal sculptures, even stone sculptures and stone sculpting methods involve fire to a great extent. May it be in the form of use of heated water or direct fire to break away big slabs of stones in manageable pieces for sculpture and carving. Fire has been present in some shape and form. And if we take a look at fine arts and the production of color pigments for painting on canvases, in frescoes, and on other surfaces, most of the color pigments in South Asia were treated with heat and fire so as to retain the true color pigment when applied on various surfaces such as canvas, walls, and for the use in frescoes. Use of fire to heat up certain color pigments so that they retain their original or true color form and bear the brunt of heat weather, rain in the South Asian monsoons was something that fire gave us 
Fire also played an important role in the production of color and color pigments. Various color pigments under the influence of fire could leave a long lasting color which survived through the ravages of time. For example, during the Renaissance, various colors such as green, which was made from copper, had fire acted on them so that their greenness sustained for hundreds of years, as we see in various paintings today. And the use of fire in pottery and metallurgy is also a fascinating area that has influenced both the utilitarian and the artistic production. As we can see, fire has played an important role in shaping and sculpting the way we as a species and culture have evolved. In this regard, fire as one of the key elements has various other facets which we will look at in depth further in this series along with various other elementals. Let's continue this discussion on our future episodes on the Chippinaway podcast. Our new episode will be out just in a matter of 15 days. So stay tuned and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at chipinawayind and send us a line at chipinawayind at gmail.com. So we'll meet soon and until then, keep chipping away. Bye-bye. Away is available on all major streaming websites such as Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts and so on. So go ahead, subscribe wherever you feel comfortable or you can just log in to Buzzsprout and check out Chippin' Away. We have a new episode coming up every fortnight that is after every 15 days, so twice a month. Each episode comes with a new theme, new points for discussion and something for us to take back and ponder on. So join us in our journey of understanding our collective past better and to question the existing and new theories and models that we encounter every so often. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChippinAwayIND and drop us a line about your comments, inputs and what you would like to hear from us at ChippinAwayIND at gmail.com. In this current environment of chaos, uncertainty and a lot of tension that surrounds us with the pandemic, impending lockdown and other restrictions, let Chip in a way be your little moment of recluse from the world around you. Help us make this little movement a little more by reading the blog posts that go with our podcasts and other discussions online and offline. For the blogs, you can check out www.klmighty.com that is k-a-l-e-m-i-g-h-t-y dot com. We have all the links in the description for our podcast and you can check it out online on Google, Spotify and other major streaming sites. So, see you again in a matter of 15 days with a new topic, a new theme and something new to pick your brain with. Till then, keep chipping away, stay safe and take care. Bye-bye.